Hello and welcome to The Talkies by Carmen Line Studios. We are three filmmakers here to talk about movies. My name is Taylor. And I'm Kenny. And I'm Dee. And today we're here to talk about the Coen Brothers' second feature film, Raising Arizona. Part uh, of our uh, deep dive into Coen Brothers yes, movies. Coen Con. Spoiler Coen warning. Con, Taylor would call it. Or hey, Kenny warn them call. about the spoilers. Oh, and stuff. that's right. Um, this movie, this movie you're listening to right now. I Wait. mean, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast contains spoilers for Raising Arizona and probably a bunch of other movies we don't know yet no. because they're going to come up during the Not conversation. Yet. We don't yeah. know, but yeah, they a bunch will. of other movies. <laughs> so just if you've seen a bunch of other movies, make sure you see a bunch of other movies yeah, before sure, you yeah. listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, fair warning. I love that. That's good. That's good. Mm, very good. Um, and that brings us to today's episode of the talkies is brought to you by what? Cohen con. Cohen con. Uh, <laughs> Rayleigh's. Rayleigh's brought to you by Rayleigh's. So today, <laughs> this is our second up? movie in our Cohen deep dive. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, boy, th- I love watching this film. This is my, uh, uncountable number of viewing wow. of this one. Because uncountable. Uh, this is like one of my family movies growing up. Oh, yeah. Like we watched this all the time. Everyone in my family references Raising Arizona. My wife makes Raising Arizona jokes that are funny. Whenever that are funny, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they're funny. That's whenever, whenever she holds a baby, she goes, "I love him so much." <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I love. This is actually the first Cohen movie I ever saw. Was mm. Raising Arizona? Nice. Yeah. Uh, this is my first time watching this one. That was cool. You liked it? I liked it. Good movie. Good movie. Good movie. This is like my second time. I haven't, I saw it when I was a kid once and this is my second time watching it and yep, this is a really good movie. Dude, it's a really funny movie. It's uh, the, this, the, the witty dialogue is just so funny. The, the yeah. dialogue's amazing. I'm still... I'm still so surprised <laughs> just by the level of amazingness the dialogue is. The kind of dialogue they were writing in their first movies. Yeah. You know, you go see True Grit and Fargo and you're just like, man, this is beautiful <laughs> These writing. These guys have nailed it, yeah. But must have taken forever. They've, they've <laughs> always been able they're to just, do that. Yeah, they're yeah. just amazing. The, uh, they must have, I mean, they. I, I imagine they've probably done a lot of they had to have honed their voices in oh, sure. privately before they started making well, movies. Also, because know? they're both writers, right? They they're must just have gifted. They are just gifted. just very <laughs> talented writers. Like that—that that is what's and also like going from Blood Simple directly into this was really interesting because of just the contrast in in tone. Yeah, but still uh, having the same director uh, directorial. St- flares same unique coen brothers directorial style um but the fact that like like not many writers can do or filmmakers in general can like be that funny and be that serious yeah within their filmography especially yeah. especially early filmmakers like your first two features are like a really good like crime drama yeah and then like an absolutely hilarious absurd um I guess kind of crime thriller in a way, but calling it a crime, calling Raising yeah. Arizona a crime thriller doesn't really feel right. I feel like it's an action you know? movie. Yeah, like it's, it's got a, like it does. Yeah. yeah, 
It's like a comedy action movie. And they're so good at action too. Yeah. The like, chase sequence oh is my goodness. legendary. Yeah. This, this was film. great. Yeah. It is just legendary. And it's influenced so many things. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things where like we've all seen the cops chase a guy who jumps over a fence and then gets chased by a dog and goes through a house, right? Yeah. This this is where it came from. <laughs> I'm I'm guessing squeezing between the the car between buildings too is another thing. Yeah. That people will keep copying. They it's so funny where they take it. Like they just they I feel like they're really good at using cinema for humor, like in the idea of like the cops who just have like infinite bullets are always shooting and then the idea of like the store clerk yeah, is right. still it's in just, pursuit yeah. like even though <laughs> yeah. like why yeah. is he Chasing what is him all over town <laughs> like what bone does he have and in then this, of course you know? like the the butcher at the grocery store he's got a shotgun too yeah, yeah. and then yeah. all the dogs yeah. and and some old some old lady runs the cop over with a shopping cart yeah. and they go yeah. flying yeah and she just keeps keeps going just screaming <laughs> yeah. the whole time I mean, there's so few movies that do just that that balance of of serious material and great humor yeah now there were funny moments in Blood Simple, but it's not a, right. really a comedy. Whereas in Fargo, I mean, you laugh your socks off in Car in Fargo, yeah. Yeah. and it is extremely bleak yeah. and serious. That's yeah. like a different kind of humor. Yeah, but that it, they have too. But like, know? I I still don't think you'd find anyone who would deny that it's a comedy. Well, it's yeah. Still a comedy. Well, I would say Fargo yeah. Fargo's a a dark comedy, whereas yeah. this is just a comedy with yeah. thrilling elements in it right this is more straight comedy yeah uh it's interesting and it's not as dry like fargo is like really dry humor right. really dark dry humor right yeah you're like Whoa. you're laughing at the situation serious man yeah. serious man, serious is, man is, is the is, driest yeah, but the it's driest still funny yeah. yeah like it's still very funny <laughs> yeah um talking about how this movie evolved from blood simple uh i noticed some of the things that you guys brought up uh during blood simple like the the camera that you said, Taylor, uh, looks, looks like a, someone is coming from the, the forest, like going, yeah, like, exactly. like there was a flying camera shot. Yeah, that point of view shot in yeah. Blood Simple. That shot in here was awesome. Right? Yeah, they yeah. like did it better. Yeah, like they they just executed that idea with just better, better profusion. Yeah, or more. What is what's the word more, uh, more proficiently? Precise, proficiently. Proficient. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you mean the one that's like the POV? of the bounty hunter and it goes over the yeah, car and it goes and over the, the car ladder. Yeah. the ladder yeah. yeah yeah wild like i just yeah. i've the movie's too old for this to exist but i man the behind the scenes dvd features yeah that's the one i'd want to watch right like i just want to see them shooting that yeah it's funny because yeah. <laughs> when they did that in blood simple i i imagined what they were doing i was like oh that's a that's a jib crane right? yeah or not jib crane a jib dolly uh but that one... This one's sophisticated. That one's pretty, yeah, yeah. that's pretty... Yeah, I don't know how they would have done crazy. that. Crazy. they go over top a whole car. And then into the and room. Then, yeah. Like, it has to be a crane, but then not because you're... You just hand it off. Yeah, because it's not Yeah, it's not on a dolly. That's It's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> it's a guy in a jetpack. Yeah. I, th I think there, there was something that uh, I mentioned to Taylor on the way over here, and it was... Uh, uh, it was knowing that there's some movies that are just... Uh, what, what was it exactly that we said? It was just plain good. We are talking about, like, because you brought up how some, like, sometimes when we do an episode of Talkies, like, and it's, like, a good movie right. that we all agree on, there there's just not kinda, much to say. There's not much to say about it. There there was something specific I wanted to talk about, and it was how a movie like this one, at least for me, uh, you watch it, and it's just it's just good, and it's just great. And I don't think 
much more about it other than that. I think I think about, oh, great, if I, if I go deeper into it, then I can analyze the crap out of it. But usually I'll look at a movie and I'll see something that's, like, super complex, right? Like uh, Blade Runner 2049, for example. You look at that and there's just so many things, like a big grand shot, so wow, so much uh, crazy world building and everything. And then you look at this movie and you're just like, also really good filmmaking, but to the point to where it's just... To, to me, it's like just takes a back seat to the content. The the content's here, and I'm just I'm getting all into the story. I'm like, oh, Nick Cage is great in this, and blah blah blah, and then and then I'm done with the movie, and I was like, that was a great experience, but I don't think about the elements as yeah. much. Maybe because this movie isn't like this is not a sh- a jab at the movie, but it's not like super deep or anything. Like it's maybe that's it's, what it is. It's entertainment first and foremost is kind of the vibe I get from it where it's it's a good time at the movies where they're trying to make you laugh, trying to make you have a good time and have fun watching a movie. Not necessarily trying to make you think of like deep philosophical ideas. I don't think they're going much, for necessarily you know? a deep philosophical idea, but uh, I, I do think it's it's deep in that it it really dives into an American subculture and, uh, you know, fleshes again like this like, profound sense of place and uh culture of these people and the way that they talk and the yeah. way that they act and it's, it's just that's a huge part of the humor yeah that's itself. where all you the could, humor is derived from mostly. but i mean you could just tell jokes on a movie i mean when i when i hear oh this is just entertainment this is another level of that uh-huh i think yeah yeah and i, I yeah i didn't mean that as a jab or anything it was like entertainment in the best way possible you know well i wonder if 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 that there is something that uh that makes me think of this movie differently because i i think of a like a disney movie right like a not animation but like disney live action like rookie of the year or something where you have a movie that's just straightforward and it's just done complete you know it's just done proficiently uh and all the focus is basically about delivering a polished script and I think that's what this is, except there's more, uh, there's more individualism here. It's, it's less, you know, corporate oversight. So it's not like Disney in that respect, but it, it, it is in, in the terms where, where the content is not visuals like Edgar Wright or, or, uh, or what's his name, Nolan or some other people like that, where they would put more emphasis on the visuals and the, and the experience of, of cinema, if you will. Um, and instead it's more about these crazy characters and the situations they're in it's like a it's like a book almost i think the coens are always story care and character first yeah yeah and and that's how that's my preference yeah for movies that's how i look at movies yeah um and uh later on there they definitely their movies become more what what lay people would call cinematic yeah right um, you definitely see Roger Deakins grow his skill set as their movies go along as well. Yeah. And you start to notice, holy cow, that movie looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always still the characters and the story and the screenplay. It's always That's that the first star with Cohen. Yeah, I would say that too. I mean, like, like it's based on the writing. Yeah. Um, like I don't think the Coens would like Tenet. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, there's a there's a lot of intent in the t- kinds of shots that they choose and everything. And there's a lot of visual storytelling. There's a lot of visual storytelling in this one too. In Raising Arizona, uh, 
and it's just it's int- no country for old men has long yeah. long sequences without dialogue yeah exactly that one too i yeah. i find all their movies extremely visually stimulating yeah but it's 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 comes from the location and the art direction more so than it does how they're planning out shots well i would say i mean like i would agree but like like fargo is is an example of somewhere that has like uh, it's a very striking environment but i mean no no country for old men also has somewhat of that striking environment and the art direction especially but the framing of the shots in there especially day versus night in that shot uh, in that movie uh in no country yeah Uh there's very very striking shots in that movie where it's just it's very specifically drawn to certain things you know the close-ups are very intentional in that movie and whenever i think about it i think about those shots i think about the visually striking stuff that i see a lot so it's just interesting to see them take on that piece and i i would say that's more cinema in my head uh, that's i don't know what that means but it's it's what i would equate to a cinematic experience whereas something like this uh raising arizona uh, like you said is more focused on the on the delivery of a story as opposed to translating it through visuals um first and foremost so we'll see uh, i don't know just is yeah the my only like kind of qualm i would have with this movie is that i feel like the pacing gets a little weird like and i I can't pinpoint a specific scene where it feels this way but it's more like the movie's an hour and a half long but it feels longer than an hour and a half to me and i don't know what that means (laughs) i I noticed some some edit points that felt a little amateur yeah um for example there when um glenn and his wife dot come and visit which by the way dot you could barely tell is Frances McDormand. Yeah. Oh, is it? Um, yeah. She's so made up and, and you're so used to her being the leading lady. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, when they're visiting and they make the joke, uh, the first reference to their kids, you know, oh, kids get away from his car. And then they cut to the car. Yeah. And, and all the kids are like very placed in a certain spot doing some kind of shenanigans and they kind of hang on to that shot honestly it felt a little too long it felt very much like a setup and gag from like a like a skit show actually it felt like a gag from kids from planet earth (laughs) just that moment (laughs) i really like that moment that one that one felt good to me because i thought it was really funny just the because everybody knows the idea of kids running going crazy and destroying things and then just seeing that like completely like unleashed focused into one spot yeah <laughs> like 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 the idea that like a parents would allow their children to literally vandalize a car yeah. like yeah. it's no problem I mean, yeah. to me it was a visual gag it's funny that you said that it, it was uh longer of a shot because i thought of how short it was is what made it funny because they just showed something and then cut away from it. I don't, I, to me, it felt like the kids running amok in, inside the trailer yeah. and the chaos of it felt felt much more hilarious. Mm. And, and seeing the the parents just literally disregard everything going around around them. Yeah. And the, then the, our kids are bad. Here, see? And then There's back. more bad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they could have they done without it. Yeah. Um, pacing, though? I don't I th- know. I've never, I th- I never yeah. felt like the movie was... 
um, long. Yeah, I I don't know. I got the vibe the first time I watched it too, where it's like, it's almost like the story at a point, like I, I kind of lose a little bit of interest in the story. So I feel that way almost all the time with every movie. <laughs> I did, there's always a certain part where it's like it's like we're approaching the climax where we start to start to dip a little bit into a plateau. And it's like where things start to settle down, so we can explain more things, and then we're gonna go into the climax. Uh, I don't, th- I don't know if that's exactly what you're feeling, but I know that I felt that in a lot of movies, and in this one, it happened when they were talking uh, in the desert when it was uh, uh, our main guy High and the other dude who we punched, Glenn. Yeah, and Glenn. Yeah. When they're talking about wife swapping. Yeah, when we're talking <laughs> about wife swapping, just before that joke, like they're they're talking this whole time and it's it's about trying to get this feeling that he's feeling trapped yeah, you know, yeah the yeah. high's feeling trapped in this now marriage that he's not sure he's not sure if he wants to start a family and i felt like it got too long to that part and just like just get on with it. i know what you're trying to say already just get on with it <laughs> um and that's where i got a little a little bored but most of the movie felt pretty good to me yeah yeah it wasn't really till towards like the end but kind of like the like when the the when John Goodman's character and the other dude take Arizona mm-hmm. up through like the bank robbery and that where I was kind of getting like just like a little bit uninterested or a little bit like all right we can wind it up now which is what they were doing but it was like the climax and I think I felt that way because I kind of think the climax set piece is outshined um, multiple times by basically almost. By the car chase set piece and uh, the prologue out outshine the climax of the mm-hmm. movie yeah. and even the introduction of the bounty hunter yeah. that sequence is better than the bounty hunter yeah in like, absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I yeah I've always kind of got the sense that in reality the bounty hunter is not nearly as dangerous or mm. as you know as threatening it's as he is in the dream. Oh okay. Yeah. That that there's like a dream version. Yeah. I wish they wouldn't they I wish they did more with that contrast. I did like what was presented quite a lot. I I thought so did I. I felt like so the bounty funny. hunter was super super tough. Yeah. And it was funny because It's funny when he talks the first time. Yeah, well like, that's that's what's funny about it. Like <laughs> like hearing his voice, seeing his 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 clothing and his hairstyle and everything, it made me feel <laughs> Uh, like it's a bad guy who was made up in like the 80s. And yeah. Someone's like, oh, look at this Smalls. tough guy. Yeah. And, but then his name's, yeah, Leonard yeah. Smalls. <laughs> um, and I, I like the idea that he that there is that contrast. But he carries baby booties. Yeah, but it doesn't, I but don't know. It's almost it like you shouldn't have ever talked. Right. Yeah. Right. I like, shouldn't have had any lines. Yeah, it's like they should have gone more contrast or more without the talking. But I like the character that we ended up with. My mind yeah. being blown seeing this movie as a kid the first time the bounty hunter rolls into a real world scene yeah like after the dream sequence and then he shows up in a place where you know it's real and i'm like wait what (laughs) what's going on i remember that really disorienting me i love how he blows up the rabbit i know that's so funny yeah (laughs) that's the funniest thing that's so my two like favorite parts of this movie are that and when um Nicolas Cage says I'm sorry after he pulls the pin on the on the uh on the grenade grenade <laughs> he looks at me and goes I'm sorry and I always thought that was hilarious why, why is that funny that's weird 
<laughs> because he's 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 blowing up the bad guy, and he's like, "Hey, I'm sorry." It's just hilarious. <laughs> he's apologizing. <laughs> um, it's kind of like one bad guy to another sort of thing. Yeah, it's like, I did what yeah. I have to. I was wondering there for a bit if Nicholas Cage's character was gonna die because I was like, "Well, he's a bad guy." Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I I like Anti-hero. how uh, how much they Anti-hero. let creativity just kind of like go. Yeah. go wild and like the rabbit being blown up is one of those things yeah. where it's like just so over the top and just like he they're like this bounty hunter he's so bad that that when he's driving down the street there's flames he yeah. leaves a track of flames yeah. and <laughs> he jumps so far over the hill that he lands at his destination miles yeah. away and he <laughs> blows up a, a bunny with a grenade just because he can you know yeah. like all that kind of stuff like the whole movie is littered with things like that yeah. throughout the whole thing and yeah. like that's what makes it that's like the charming that's that kind of my, yeah, my favorite um version of the coens mm-hmm, right yeah. so so they have a sort of a pantheon a yeah they have like different like different vibes types <laughs> and you can categorize their movies into groups and another one of the films that falls into i believe the raising arizona category is the big lebowski yeah in, in the way it kind of blends absurdity with with sort of real life real life stuff. yeah yeah i was gonna say um i think their other movie that's most like raising arizona is um the ballad of buster scruggs that short film not the whole movie just that that first one that first that first short one. film yeah because yeah. that one's like light yeah but really way over the top mm-hmm. very funny and very goofy yeah, yeah. and yet still kind of gritty and yet and, yeah it has some yeah. kind of grounding and some sort uh, of realism there's parts of hail caesar like that too yeah yeah hail caesar gets quite silly yeah yeah, it's like the Coen Brothers comedies, Coen Brothers yeah. dramas, mm-hmm. and um, and then they're hybrids. Uh, oh, brother, where art thou? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a silly movie. It is yeah, a very silly it. movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like the. I would call it cartoony. Well, one that's of the things, a good word for it. One of the things I really loved about this uh, was the sequence of the the cops chasing. How the cops felt <laughs> like they were uh, like uh, like it was a GTA thing. Mm-hmm. Like somebody was playing Grand Theft Auto, yeah, and the cops were just like, <laughs> just like yeah, just like shooting everywhere shoot, without yeah. regard. Yeah, they're shooting at houses yeah. and through grocery <laughs> stores. I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's, love it. It's so hysterical. Funny. It's funny because like, I, I never noticed that as a kid, like how just like insanely over the top they're just shooting guns right. all over the place. I just remember thinking, oh yeah, yeah, that's what a cop would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's what they do. That's that's wild. <laughs> uh, then there's like the um, like the shooting thing, and like a lot of the some of the I think I would call it the more cinematic humor, cinematic driven humor, um, is like the stuff like the gun, the over the top gunplay with the cops, and having the store clerks join in in the battle, yeah, and all that absurdity. But then also like um, that one gag of um when 
John Goodman's character and his buddy lose Arizona and they start screaming. <laughs> I love that but then they, so they, much. Because like, that's like a trope. Like you've seen yeah. that before, you know, yeah. where they're like, they real, the characters realize they forgot something. They look at each other and go, ah. Yeah, but they and just then, like lean just into keep it. Going. Yes, they're keep like going. They're just the whole yeah. way just well, and non-stop. We, we meet them through yeah. screaming. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love when he comes out that of the was, ground. That was hilarious That is the funniest thing, dude. Things. I, I he lost comes it. out of the ground. I remember seeing Shawshank that. Shawshank Redemption. Like, what the heck? And then he reaches in and pulls out that foot. Like, <laughs> One-handed. What? And the guy, when he comes in, comes he, out, he he's screaming. screaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. It reminded me of, uh, what was it, Lord of the Rings? When they're <laughs> when they're birthing the birthing uh, orcs. Oh, yeah. Orcs. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. That's, um, they're, they're making fun of, I believe they're making fun of Shawshank Redemption there, right? Yeah. So, no, this, this was before. Predates. Wow, that's really crazy. That's funny because that's literally because it sounds because it looks like they're copying it's the same shot. Yeah, and making fun of it. That's funny. It's it's the same shot and it looks like they're they're copying it. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, I, apparently they copied raising Arizona. Yeah. So, but I but I genuinely <laughs> wonder though if that was a thing because um, I looked because I was thinking about that. I looked up if Roger Deakins shot this. He did not. He did not. He did not shoot this. So I think it's kind of funny that they would do a shot like that. That is a shot that is so iconic. Uh, this Shawshank Redemption one, the top down in the rain, escaping from yeah. jail through yeah. the, in mud, the mud, in yeah. sewers and <laughs> stuff sewers, like that. Yeah. And and then they would go on to work with Roger Deakins and have them have him be, you know, like their go-to guy. Yeah. So I, I wonder if there was any connection or just a crazy coincidence. Crazy coincidence. Crazy. Whoa. What can we say about raising Arizona? Can we talk about the uh, prologue? Like, yes, that, that was, uh, like the only prologue I can think of that matches is, uh, up. <laughs> up has an excellent prologue. I like feel like that. I can't think of I any love prologues. It. Yeah. I feel like, uh, Cohen's are really the only ones that I've seen do prologues. Can can you can you guys think of others? Are there others? I feel like prologue is so like ubiquitous that it's like hard to even think about. Hard to spot them. Yeah, well, I, I think of prologue as like a like a first chapter in a book where they set up everything. Yeah, and now we're in the story yeah. and like this this one was so storybookish in the in this it's movie. very storybookish yeah. chapter one chapter right, right, two yeah, yeah where it was it was exact it was yeah. everything we needed to know in grouped in one nice little package. And I don't see that in movies very often. It's usually just we start in the story and the story starts to take off. It's yeah. not like it's not separate. I love watching Ed slowly fall in love with him. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. The, all of that yeah. was so funny. <laughs> he puts the ring on her finger when she's fingerprinting him. Yeah. <laughs> As a free man. It's so great. It's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's so like I hate to be the kind of guy who just, I don't know talks about how Cohen's are amazing at everything but well then you're on the wrong man. podcast right now <laughs> they, this uh, is Cohen con it's just it's just when i look at all the stuff i want to say wow how original how genius how amazing and that's all true it is but i don't know why other than i just very much enjoyed it i mean i'd like to i'd like to see why i think that as opposed to like other movies honestly my uh, it broken record here, but I think it all comes down to their scripts and yeah. their characters. I think it comes down to them. I they think they have a unique fingerprint. 
Well, absolutely. No one else does. Well, I think I think just because it's not. I I think it's more than just a fingerprint, and I think you had something there with the with the script, very much with the with the characters, but. I, I think because they wrote it themselves, yeah, and they they have an idea of what they want to communicate, that they focus on those communications rather than people who say, "I'm going to go out and make a movie," and then they fill in the gaps. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can you can feel a strong auteur. Yeah, hand. yeah, yeah. And that's what I love so much about them. It's it's like it's not even like I love the movies. It's lo- I love their movies. I yeah. love how they make movies. I mm-hmm. love how they approach characters. Yeah. I love the stories they write. Yeah. I love everything about how they choose yeah. to create their films. They honestly have a stronger identity as the auteur than a lot of the the famous directors out there in, in terms of just instantly knowing yeah. what kind of movie you're watching. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you could say the same thing for Nolan or Spielberg. Like not, not to the same degree, not quite. It's, no, it's different. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is yeah. a different kind of. It's in a different kind yeah. of vein. Yeah, and like, like, like there's a lot of movies that are like Spielberg movies. Yeah, there are no movies like Coen Brother. That's movies. true. Yeah, you know, I don't think I'm, I've I'm ever seen. Pressed to think, and you know, there's even someone with as strong of a of a fingerprint would be like Tarantino. Yeah, yeah. But yet there are a lot of Tarantino like movies. Yeah, yeah. I still I have a hard time thinking of really of of any decent copycat Cohen yeah. films. You know, same with Edgar Wright. I don't I don't know if there's really any. I mean, like I've seen Edgar Wright ish stuff happen, but I've never seen someone try like completely copy Edgar Wright because I don't think you can like copying the Cohen brothers. Yeah, like the Cohen brothers. I think they they hit on such a specific tone, and such they have like their humor is so dialed and it's so delicate. And the kinds of like, um, the kinds of stories they tell are are very specific. I feel like to yeah. where if you are gonna do something like that, you can't you can't do something like the Coen Brothers without just basically ripping off their yeah. style. You know. Well, here's something I thought of while watching Raising Who Arizona. Who wants to rip off a filmmaker? It, well, that's <laughs> what almost everyone does. Right? Yeah, it's like there's that's, that's why Tarantino people does. like the Coens stand out because. They're they're in that class who isn't copying someone else. Yeah, I at think, least yeah. not extremely noticeably. They they yeah, put a. I'm sure there's a lot of inspira- influences, influences sure. yeah, but yeah. they put a lot of effort into like hiding that. I that's think. what I mean by by movie first. Like someone will come out with the idea of a movie. Like I don't like George Lucas, for example. Will think of you know uh, I'm on a Flash Gordon esque blah 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 yeah. blah. Or you know uh, what's his name Steven Spielberg come out with like i want to make the movie version of jurassic park it's like it's move it's idea first and then they come down whereas i believe cohen's write the script first and they think this is a story that uh, that people need to see and then make it yeah yeah it, they're writers first yeah it's yeah. like they're writers first but then they also happen to be extremely good directors absolutely yeah so i rare. have read physically read the screenplays for Fargo and for No Country for Old Men. Me too. Both of those. <laughs> and both of them can might like almost are uh, might as well be a novel. Yeah. Like it is a such such an easy read and a comfortable read. You know, so many um, so many screenwriters out there, especially people who are like a director who screenwrites, right? Yeah. Who are you know they got their vision in their head, right? They just need to get direction down on paper for people. Yeah. They put things in their scripts like and then the chase scene. 
right? <laughs> and then they and then there's a fight, right? 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 But their scripts are there's no room uh, if after you've read the script to get their vision wrong, right? It's very pervasive. Well, it's like what what's his name was saying. Martin Scorsese talks about uh, using like using the medium to tell your story. the the way The way he thinks about movies is much like how Taylor thinks about movies, where it's it's, it's in visuals. The, the and the only way he can write is by drawing pictures, um, and then he turns that into a script. Whereas uh, Ethan and Joel, I think, will I think turning a script into a movie is just kind of a natural progression. Like they, they think about the content in script form as opposed to book form or yeah. something like that. And it's just natural because they, that's just like the script is the way they grow into the content. It's just something that naturally feels good to do. Uh, that's what I would believe anyway. Yeah. And, and I think as we already, there's been a big jump in, in their technical abilities of executing their scripts. Like, the difference in script writing between Blood Simple and Raising Arizona, I don't think is like much it's different. It's not huge, yeah. But the technical execution is much larger. Like right. they, they execute their vision, I think, on a much more proficient yeah. uh, uh, way in Raising Arizona than they did uh, Blood Simple. Um, but yeah, I think it is interesting that they are like writers first. Because like, like Buster Scruggs, that project came about because they because they had, had short stories right yeah like 10 <laughs> short film screenplays in their desk that they're like yeah. hey, we could just group them all together yeah and so, and they're all great yeah too. and they're all like excellent <laughs> little short films i had uh, this thought today uh while watching raising arizona that uh, i don't think there is a cohen movie that doesn't take place in america that's True. I can't think of any. I, like I feel like we're they, only on the second movie. <laughs> I need, they to, I need are, to wait till we finish this. <laughs> they, they are the American filmmakers. Like all of their movies, the primary star of every movie is either some American subculture, some American location, or some specific period in American history. I've I've like, noticed. I feel like they're the Americana storytellers yeah I've, I've noticed they're very comfortable in in rural yeah areas yeah. like they talk about the texan or the minnesotan or the yeah uh, or in this case the arizonan yeah but they but they're more diverse i mean in uh hudsucker proxy it's it's like 1930s new york sure. sort of thing and martin fink it's yeah. more it's more urban yeah. and they're the next one we're watching miller's crossing that's a gangster movie yeah 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 in America. Mm-hmm. They're one of the best American filmmakers. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. What can we say? What can we say about Raising Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> I love that, that main song that keeps recurring. Yeah. The two pieces true. of music that recur a lot are the the yodely yeah. piece, right? <laughs> which they turn into Muzak in the grocery store, which I thought was That's good. awesome. Really funny. Uh, and then the lullaby that that she sings to the baby mm-hmm. is the theme of his dreams and the bounty hunter mm. as well it comes it's the bounty hunter dreams but then also it comes back when he talks about seeing the future mm-hmm. at the end yeah and it's a um, really sweet ending i love that ending so much yeah and it was I really love it weird to me i i liked it i liked the ending what was weird it was weird because 
I felt like we were trying, I don't know, like, I guess it's the way that I just see Coen Bros movies, where uh, things leave off in kind of a bleak way, and this one was so oh, bookended. Kind of happy? Yeah, well, not just like happy, clean. but like almost Disney happy, yeah. like they like they tried to tie a bow around everything, which I understand it was a dream, you know, that's yeah. what they're doing, but... Uh, and, and it ends with him waking up from yeah. the dream. And he said it could have been wishful thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he says Utah. Yeah, like, I like that idea that they're that they're doing there. But I felt like that sequence went on too long to make the joke at the end funny. Much. Well, I don't think any of it was a setup for that joke. Right, that's, that's what I mean. And that's the thing. reason why I think I feel weird about it is oh. because it felt like a real ending. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> Need, I, don't, I just don't care anymore. It's like, it's like they already... They already did what they what they wanted to, and they they got back, and now everything's done. The story is now done, and then they go into extra. It's it's like what we talked well, about. Blood Simple yeah. didn't do. Yeah. Well, I th- I think the story wasn't done though. But then what? So what? What good does the ending do? Well, where I think what it suggests is that him and her uh, are going to work it out. That's what I mean. It's yeah. it, it talks about after yeah. the story already happened. Well, no, I think the story's about him and her. I mean, yeah, at its very heart, you yeah. could say it's That's about him it and her. That's how it starts, with them but, falling But in the love. plot that happens in the movie is yeah. about him and her getting a baby and then returning the baby, and now the, now the story's done. Yeah. But again, I think, it's a little, yeah, I think they're going for more traditional things yeah. there. I think it's bookended with yeah. the prologue. Yeah. B- yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Right. Yeah. And so it's I, prologue and epilogue. Yeah. So. so it just didn't fit my taste. That's makes why I sense. Felt yeah. And I actually it. think they kind of, uh, I think they have similar endings in their future films that uh, they, again, like it's like an idea that they do again and do yeah. a little bit better. True um, Grit has a wrap up sequence like that. I haven't seen that. Yeah. And there's also, um, for some reason, No Country for Old Men yeah. comes to mind. That that's, that's a great ending. Yeah. But that's a different ending. Yeah, it is. I thought of that at the end. Then I woke up. I like the way that the epilogue is is uh, stylized. Me too. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah I love the execution whole, of it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of moving camera stuff yeah. was really cool. It, it felt like you were flying through dreams into future. I was. I, I would say at that moment, I was completed with the character, and I was like, cool, I hope they make it right was in my head. Uh, and then they keep going, and they keep playing out, and I'm just like, I don't really need to see all this. In my mind, I'm already made up. I'm already whole. It feels like the extra endings in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> where we have where we have more bo- more bows to tie, and I'm just like, yeah. eh, that's fine. You know, it's not not for me. I was invested enough in the characters to care about it. Same, yeah, well, like yeah. with Lord of the Rings, exactly. You know, it's the same thing. Yeah. If he if he had just dropped the ring into the volcano and then we did the movies over, yeah. Uh, it would have been extremely dis- dissatisfying for, for all someone those characters you care about. For someone who, yeah, who cares more about the other things. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I guess I'd word it this way: I think I was more connected to the characters than I was to the story itself. Yeah. Yeah, and I get that in a lot of the Cohen films. Yeah. Uh, they really put a lot of thought into minor characters, into into characters that I, I think a lot of other filmmakers would just kind of, you know, really just give lip service to. Like yeah. like even tiny characters like the farmer at the bank heist, who's like, which one is it? Stand up or lay down? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, yep, are just filled with 
character traits. That's like Cohen to me. That's yeah. like their thumbprint to me. Yeah. <laughs> is their their attention to uh, like, character traits? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a ton of that. In I feel like this they're movie. they're giving like like direction for motivation to like extras. Yeah. Right. They're like, yeah, here's your motivation in this. You know, <laughs> where most filmmakers is just like grab a donut and go stand over there yeah. extra. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the reason why I like uh, the show Fargo also because yeah. they do the same the same thing. That's cool. Uh, well, I'm feeling like we're we're tiptoeing towards pizza time here. Am I right? It's it's rolling up on pizza time. Pizza time. Time for pizza rolls. I'm ready for pizza rolls. Pizza rolls. This movie is not pizza rolls. No. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad to hear you say that. <laughs> uh, I have a pizza rating already. Go for it. What's a pizza rating? What do is we, a pizza? Do we rating? have to define it every episode? Hey guys, I got a qu- I got a question for you. What? If this movie was a pizza, what kind of pizza would it be? Fine. Um, <laughs> you're fine. Fine. <laughs> it's a fine pizza. Uh, this is. Uh, you ever been to Blaze Pizza? No. What's Blaze that? Pizza? What's Blaze Pizza. We've been there together. Huh? Many times. Huh? <laughs> I don't remember. You were that. there the first time uh, I went to Blaze. I don't know. All I don't. Right. Yes. That. The answer is yes. Blaze Pizza. You get to pick your own pizza and uh-huh. shit. So. <laughs> In that order? Do? Yeah, and you okay. get you get order. So so <laughs> this. This is, I'm in line at Blaze right now, and uh-huh. I'm going to whip up, I'm whipping up Raising Arizona. This is what mm. I get. Dang. I get, I get a, a two-top pizza mm. with uh, <laughs> extra white sauce, uh, mozzarella, parmesan, mm. uh, chicken, mm-hmm. and bacon. Mm. And And, uh, yeah, that's it. You want to go get it's that? delicious. I'm going to go get that for lunch? Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Blaze is not far. We're not going to disclose where our secret location is, but Blaze is not far. There is a Blaze <laughs> nearby. So if, if you go on Google, look up Blaze, look at all of them. Look at the proximity. We're, 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 we're near to one, one of them. them. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I can smell the movies now. What's yours? Oh, so I'd, I'd say, you know, it's it's just a it's a just a delicious pizza. All of my Cohen brothers pizzas are are obviously going to be some kind of craft pizza where where you know this is not some name brand this is this is an artisan right this is your, you go to the place and you're like yeah i, I like this place because there's this guy joe there and he makes he's awesome right and his joe pizzas Mama. are awesome so i'm gonna go to go to go, go get joe's pizza joe's pizza you know and uh and get their best pie but instead of paying for it i'm gonna rob it at, <laughs> at gunpoint oh cool yeah is the, the gun loaded pizza. Gun yeah. is never Gun's loaded, never okay? Loaded. Cause then okay. It would be because I don't want robbery. it to be armed robbery. Yeah. Right, right. And I'll, I'm going to take that pizza and run with a penny on my head. Sounds great. That's Boy, right. you got a penny on your head. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, uh, if this movie was a pizza, it'd be uh, it'd be the pizza that that is name brand, but uh, and like everyone that I've known. Have, has tried this pizza and they all say it's amazing and i'm just like okay well i've never tried it because it's super popular and it kind of turns me off but whatever i'll do i'll go ahead and try it so i'll, I'll try it and i'm like wait a second this this isn't name brand this is actually like artisanal and everything and people people don't know about how good this pizza is it's actually really good and they always say yeah it's already, it's already good and i'm like yeah but it's but it's more than that. <laughs> we told you it was a good movie yeah Dean. and you're like no it's better but than it's, you think you don't understand think. exactly <laughs> Yeah. Ah, delicious. Yeah, great, dude. Uh, we can't end this episode without me giving some uh, praise to the actor who played the truck driver in the car chase, 
who kept going. <laughs> I like the actor in. I love that so much. The actor in uh, the metal shop who was just going on and on about his. Yeah. Own he's the blood simple uh, yeah. detective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was great. He made me laugh. Yeah. I, I just like the like the part where, what's his name, uh, High says something about. Uh, uh, oh, Bobby, uh, what's his name? And just like, no, not that guy. <laughs> like, just, Something so I've he's heard. coming down the road <laughs> with a sandwich in one hand and the head in the other. <laughs> it's great. Something that, that I've heard the Coen brothers say in an interview before <laughs> is that they, and this is something you'll notice in all their movies or in a lot of their movies, is they said that when they're writing dialogue for some characters that they find it really really funny to them to make characters just drone on yes. and on yeah. and on they're self-indulgent <laughs> yeah that, they absolutely. Think it's hilarious. That, to me that feels realistic it was so yeah. good it was like when there was no meat we ate fowl <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> when there was no fowl we ate crawdad when there was no crawdad we, we ate, ate sand, sand. <laughs> we ate sand we ate sand <laughs> and then they go back later and he's like I had to make my own crawdad. He's like still me. going on It's like making popcorn. Of course, I didn't put water in the pot. I just threw the crawdad right in. It's like making popcorn. Love it. Just droning. Just going incredible. on and on. Just incredible. So good. So good. Um, uh, you uh, heard it here first, folks. Hail, Hail Caesar has a lot of that. Yeah. Hail Caesar that. is so delightful. I can't wait to get to that. Serious movie. Man also what? has a lot of drumming. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what is our what's our next one? Next is Miller's Crossing. Miller's Crossing. Miller's I've Crossing. only seen I've never seen it. I've only seen like I've seen like 75% of it. Oh dang. All so right, I then. haven't seen I don't know how wow. it ends. I haven't wow. seen it since I did my last Cohen binge, which was like 10 years ago. So. All right. So this is going to be a good one then. Yeah. Uh, who, who outros this? I do. All right, go do for it. it. Hockey's by Carmen Line Studios is happening every Friday. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, Friday. every Friday. Uh, so uh, yeah, we're gonna continue Cohen Com the Miller's Crossing next episode. And next we'll Friday, see you guys. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Goodbye. See you. Woo! 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 That's our outro music. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>